DiscerningHearts.com, in association with Seeking Truth Catholic Bible Study, presents The O Antiphons. O Emmanuel O Emmanuel, our King and our Lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord, our God. Our final O Antiphon, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, the next day is Christmas Day. Oh God with us, the gleeful anticipation of Messiah, the long-awaited anointed one incarnate. Saint Joseph is a great one to ponder on this holy night. His life would be forever changed. Joseph was chosen to be the human father to God himself, Jesus, as the second person of the Trinity. Can you imagine the responsibility? Joseph must lead and guide the Holy Family. He cannot be passive. He must protect and defend the Immaculate Virgin, who was now unexplainably pregnant with child. There's no human reason that could fathom this. A son of God growing as a human inside his virgin wife. Yet, Joseph is asked to accept this blossoming responsibility. And not only to accept it, but to lay down the entirety of his life to defend and protect it. The birth of God with us was about to happen. And St. Matthew explains it this way. His mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, Mary was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. The incarnation is about to be seen. The incarnation happened nine months prior at the moment of conception, at the annunciation of angel Gabriel in Nazareth. But the face of the Father's mercy was soon to emerge. God would pass through Mary's human body like light that passes through a glass window pane, not breaking the glass, but shining through the glass and materializing in the brightest light possible, a blinding light a light and glowing warmth that could penetrate the entire cave on that dark, cold night. Much like the light that penetrated another cave 
at the moment of his resurrection from death 33 years later. This night in Bethlehem, Israel, on this cold night, was born to the city of David and to the world a Savior who was Christ the Lord, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, God saves. God with us. After Mary and Joseph saw the great light, the shepherds were invited by a throng of heavenly beings in a great light in the sky. They were called to come and see. An angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Messiah Christ the Lord. That's right, God with us. The light had come into the world. The word made flesh had arrived. He was the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Through this infant, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things had been created through him and for him. He himself was before all things. And in this infant king, all things hold together. The refulgence of God's glory had arrived. The exact imprint of God's image in the body of a human baby. A tiny baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. Come and see the glory of God. Come on bended knee. Come as you are before the king. The shepherds, well, they were not ritually clean. They were not wealthy. They were not educated. They were tired. They were cold. They were hungry. They were poor. They were dirty, lowly. Shepherds, come. Come and see. Come and meet the loving face of God's greatest mercy. Come and see the gift. Come and see what God has blessed all humanity with. The one who will reverse the curse of sin and death. And now Joseph knew this was no ordinary pregnancy. And Joseph knew this was no ordinary birth. What was God doing in the life of Joseph? His fragrant rod of spikenard, the wafting scent of his spiritual marriage with Mary and his spiritual marriage with God among the animal smells of the cave, the sweet perfume of what the Lord had asked him to be a part of, the purity and humility and loneliness of his wife. What had he been asked? What had he been invited to enter into? He was to accompany Mary and Jesus on this uphill, steep, narrow, very treacherous road back to eternal life with the Father. Really, Lord, are you sure? God with us, Emmanuel, is now in my care. Really, Father? Really, God? You have sent him from the heavenly throne room and entrusted him and his virgin mother into my care? Really? I am terrorized in the dark of the night with my own doubts and my own ability to take on this incredible privilege. This is a monumental task that you have endowed 
upon me. But I will trust you, Lord. I will trust you in my doubts. I will not lean upon my own understanding. My help is in the name of the Lord my God, who made heaven and earth. I will trust you, Adonai. This must be the sign that Isaiah told to King Ahaz many years ago, when the Lord spoke through his prophet Isaiah and said to Ahaz, ask for a sign of the Lord your God. Let the sign be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals, that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young virgin is with child and will bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, Joseph must have remembered the words of the prophet. Joseph would be bolstered by a series of four different dreams. One final thought. There is an Old Testament Joseph, a son of Jacob, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And there was a New Testament Joseph, a son of David, from Israel's tribe of Judah. Joseph in the Old Testament demonstrated the virtues of purity and chastity especially with Potiphar's wife, who could have given him liberty from prison. But it was in prison where Joseph would win his freedom by correctly interpreting the dreams of the Pharaoh's butcher and cupbearer. Joseph predicted their fate, but more importantly, Joseph would go on to eventually interpret the dreams for the Pharaoh of Egypt himself. A precursor of Daniel, who also correctly interpreted the famous dream of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Joseph of the Old Testament, through humility and chastity, would help Pharaoh thwart an upcoming worldwide seven-year famine for bread. Joseph, the humble, pure viceroy of Egypt, was second in command. Joseph of Egypt was a type of Jesus one rejected by his own brothers, but eventually was their deliverer, feeding them bread to keep the hope of Messiah alive in their ancestral seed. Jesus also sat at the right hand of God the Father, the ruler of all. But Jesus would come down among us, God with us. He would save us from eternal famine for bread by himself becoming the bread to feed us in our endless famine. The prophet Amos had warned, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. No poet prophet had spoken for over 400 years since the time of Malachi, but the time had come. God with us, Emmanuel, at the climax of St. John's Gospel, Jesus said, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. If Jesus died and went into the cursed earth, 
he would reverse the curse and rise up from death in a new creation. In this new creation, he could again become a new tree of life. And if you eat from this new tree of the cross, you will never die. The bread he gives is his flesh for the life of the world. He who eats up this bread, even if he die, he shall never die, he shall live forever. Jesus' presence par excellence among us in the Eucharist. O come, let us adore him. And so this evening we pray the final O Antiphon with great expectancy. O Emmanuel, O God with us, our King and our Lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God.